Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Does It Hold Up podcast sequels and reboot series. I'm Adam. And I'm Emily. And last Friday we talked about the very first Marvel Cinematic U- Universe movie, Iron Man. So today we're supposed to be pitching you a sequel or a reboot. But unfortunately, we're not going to do that. Yeah, MCU kind of already did that, like a lot of them. Like pretty much every MCU movie is a continuation of what started in Iron Man. So they're all technically like sequels in some way. So we didn't want to bog you down with that. But if you want to know what our sequel or reboot would be, I can pitch you something real quick. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Iron Man 2. It starts in court. This is a hard law drama. Crime drama? No, no, no. Not crime. Law. Sorry. Court drama. Mm. Tony Stark is on trial for wanton destruction and casualties for everything that happened in Iron Man 1. Well, I mean, he straight up murdered a whole bunch of people, so. And he went into unrestricted or into restricted airspace. He traveled to foreign countries and initiated murder, basically. Yep. Like, this man should be in a lot of trouble. So he is on trial. And his lawyer has to fight for him not to go to jail for life. And he ends up as a poor man because all his money is paid in restitutions and rebuilding the city that he helped destroy. And the Iron Man suit is given over to Rhodey and the American government. And in Iron Man 3, the American government has created a bunch of new Iron Men and they're patrolling the entire world. MCU over. Correct. (laughs) So there you go, guys. There's there's the sequel that I know you you came for. Mm-hmm. But what we are going to give you, because that was not serious by any means, what we are going to give you is another special episode where we are going to rank MCU movies. But not every MCU movie. Because that's a lot of movies. And it would take a lot of time. And this yeah. is our shortened, truncated podcast. So what we're going to do is we're going to rank all 15 sequels that exist in the mcu and when i say sequel i mean like a direct sequel the first thor movie has three sequels dark world ragnarok love and thunder it's got to be a direct sequel to a movie that exists in the mcu currently because we're not going to go over black panther as that comes out on friday and And we're not seeing it until thursday yeah so that we can cover it eventually (laughs) (laughs) but nothing new coming we obviously can't add that but we're going to rank all current sequels in the mcu Mm -hmm. 15 to 1 sounds great and here's the format we're going to do that in guys so you can follow along emily is going to give you her 15 through 11 she's going to count those down and if she feels like saying something about why it's ranked there she can then i'm going to give you my 15 to 11 then Emily will give you her 10 to 6. I'll give you my 10 to 6. Then we're going to go back and forth with our 5s to 1 so we can argue a little bit about why they're placed where they're placed. Everybody following along? I hope so. Let's get into it. All right. Start us off, Emily, with your 15 through 11. All right. Uh, my 15, the worst sequel in the MCU currently Thor Love and Thunder, because that movie is just hot garbage. 14 for me is Thor The Dark World. I'm just not loving Thor, apparently. 
Uh, I have 13 as Iron Man 3 because humans that turn into torches, like, did not work for me. Uh, 12 is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I just didn't really care for the daddy issues whole side bit. And then 11, I have Iron Man 2 because those whips aren't great. Okay, hot takes. Because I don't agree with some of them. <laughs> Only some, though. Only some. All right. My 15 through 11. My number 15. Thor, Love and Garbage. Because that movie is trash. <laughs> the Love and Thunder is the worst. This is the worst MCU movie, period, to date. I don't care what anybody else says. It is. Mm-hmm. Number 14, Iron Man 3. I don't think it's as bad as people remember, but I think it's much worse than everything else on this list. Fair. Number 13. I think I just said number 13. That was my number 14. This is my number 13. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because how did we get there? Everybody left Ant-Man 1 on sort of good terms, and then all of a sudden we come back to Ant-Man 2 and everybody hates Scott Lang again. And it makes zero sense. Number 12. Iron Man 2, which hurts my heart because one of my favorite characters in the entire MCU is Sam Rockwell's Justin Hammer. He is bona fide gold. The scene where he dances with the weapons, I need to put on a TV that plays it on loop and frame it and put it on my wall so I can always enjoy it. <laughs> but the rest of the movie around that, mm, not great. Number 11 is Guardians of the Galaxy 2 for the same reason. Daddy issues are weird, and I don't think it capitalized on the momentum of the first Guardians. So there we go. Going I into, love that most of ours were the exact same, just in a different order. Just in order. a different order. We have the same five. Except for one. Except for one, because mm -hmm. you're wrong. Uh, no. And they're just flipped wrong. around a little bit. So you at least know where we stand on what is the bottom tiers of the sequels. Going into 10 to 6. Emily, start us off. My number 10 is Thor Ragnarok. I just think it was such a deviation from the character that it just doesn't work for me. And everyone thinks you're wrong, but okay. It's a fun movie. I just think they didn't do the character justice in that one. Anyway, uh, 9, Spider-Man Far From Home. Didn't really care for the whole Tony Stark subplot making like the villain is basically out to get Tony Stark, but Tony Stark isn't there. So Spider-Man. Yay. Uh, number eight, Ant-Man and the Wasp, because I don't think it's as bad as you think it is, because as soon as it gets past the craziness at the beginning, it is a wonderful movie. Everybody, please, please go to Twitter. Does it hold up one three if you're still using Twitter and tell this woman how wrong she is. And if huh. you can't go on Twitter, follow our YouTube channel where you can find this podcast as well and some other good fun shorts. We do shorts about movie fun facts and comment on this video about how wrong she is. Ugh, you are the one that's wrong and I will stick to that. Going on to number seven, I have Avengers Age of Ultron because once again, I don't think that movie is as bad as everyone says it is and it's a fun time. Number six, I have... Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because I love the fact that it went horror in a superhero movie. 
Not bad picks. Not bad picks. Now let me tell you the correct order. <laughs> Number 10 is Thor the Dark World. This is a good movie, guys. It's it's a mess. Don't get me wrong. There There's a lot that doesn't work in this movie, but it's a pretty good movie overall. Only problem, the biggest problem, the villain is weak. Yeah. If you had a better villain, that movie ranks much higher on everybody's list. Number nine, Spider-Man Far From Home. For basically the same reason you said. It's a Iron Man movie, but Iron Man can't be in it, so they replaced him with Spider-Man. Yeah. That's my problem with the Spider-Man movies in general. Homecoming was all about Iron Man, and then Far From Home was all about how Iron Man's no longer there. Neither one of those movies was a Spider-Man movie, and that's embarrassing. Agreed. Number eight, I got it ranked lower than you, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Ooh, why? Because Doctor Strange had one movie, and it was a pretty good movie. And then in the second movie, he kind of seemed to be second fiddle, third fiddle, fourth fiddle. It was America Chavez's movie. It was Wanda Maximoff's movie. It was Wong's movie. And then it was Doctor Strange's movie. How are you going to play? How are you going to be the fourth build in your own movie? Wrong. That is a fair point. Number seven. Age of Ultron. The Avengers Age of Ultron. That movie's pretty good. I think the studio interference is what really hurt that movie. But if you break it down into its own individual parts, there's a lot of good stuff happening in that movie. Like a lot of good stuff. Number six. Thor Ragnarok. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. You're not a Thor person. I'm, I'm giving you a look. I got it. But let me tell you this. Thor 1 is tragedy. He loses his powers and is sent to Earth. Granted, he finds, he finds the love of his life. Good for him. Then Thor 2, he loses his brother and his mother. And everything crumbles. He loses the love of his life as well. Thor 3, right at the beginning, he loses his father. Granted, he gets his brother back. So that's cool. But he loses his father. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's tragedy. He needed a lighthearted romp. And that's what the rest of the movie is. I guess. So, it's not that bad. Plus, the jokes really land well. Why Love and Thunder doesn't land well is because it's the same jokes repeated that we already saw. So that's well, why it's ranked. Plus terrible. Hela is a great villain. She's wonderful. I really wanted her to be like a, a Avengers villain with how hey, scary she is. She's not dead. That's true. We didn't see a body. She's just currently fighting on Asgard. Destroyed Asgard. So you never know. She could come back. So that's my that's my number six. Cool. All right. Give me your five. My five is Avengers Endgame. Why? <laughs> uh, it is my number five because, and I know we've talked about this before, it's not its own movie. Without the other movies, it's meh. And then it's just really slow paced until everything just burns at the end. You know? So I think because it's like, that culmination of everything that everyone loved it so much but i'm like should you though my number five is also endgame avengers (laughs) Endgame. i was waiting for a fight (laughs) and a lot of the reasons the same is it doesn't exist without infinity war 
and it is very slow until it becomes very quick. Why it doesn't rank lower for me is because it's a great culmination to everything that came before, not just the Avengers movie, literally every movie before it. This is a great culmination, but that's also its downfall. It is only good because of everything else that came before it. It cannot stand on its own merit. Yeah. That's why it doesn't go higher, but then that's also why it doesn't go lower. True. What's your number four? Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Because it was a fun time. I just think there's other ones that are better. (laughs) We are going to fight. Spider-Man is my favorite character of all time. In any medium. In Mm -hmm. any way. How dare you disrespect Tobey Maguire like that? I'm not disrespecting Tobey Maguire. I'm disrespecting the fact that we still had to get another MCU character to have a Spider-Man movie. Because that movie doesn't happen without Doctor Strange. Stop making valid points. I don't know how to argue against those. All right. My number four is Captain America Civil War. Really? It's a great movie. It really is. But it kind of falls into the same problem as Endgame for me, where it doesn't feel like a complete movie by itself without everything that came before it. And all the stuff that's to come after it. I think watching Civil War by itself, most people won't do. Now, I could be wrong. Please correct me if I am wrong. I think you're wrong. But for me, I don't watch Civil War by itself. It kind of just comes in the flow of things. I will never just put it on. Hmm. But that airport fight fight sequence, pump it into my veins. It's (laughs) so good. It is energetic. It's fun. It's not as choppy as most MCU fight things are, fight scenes. Mm-hmm. They didn't like take a knife to it and go chop, 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 and make it completely incoherent. It's really well shot and really well done. Mm-hmm. And it introduces Spider-Man to the MCU. Bonus points. <laughs> What's your number three? My number three is Captain America Civil War. Fine. beyond what i said tell me why for me it is its own movie because we didn't have to really set up any given villain because we know these characters themselves so i guess you had to know the the other movies before it to really get into this one but i mean like you said we introduced spider-man in this movie it's okay we understand the fight that they're having based on you know everything going on around it but we only understand the fight that they're having because of what happened in age of ultron the sokovia accords are why they're fighting which is in direct correlation with what happened in age of ultron meaning if you don't know what happened in age of ultron civil war makes zero sense yes you can kind of piece it together but you don't you can say that with a lot of movies in this series because you know talking about like No Way Home, you had to know exactly what happened in Far From Home for that one to make any sense because it literally picks up right after and has everything to do with the fact that his identity was revealed. That movie does not exist without that moment. You're not wrong. So, But you're also not right. 
I, I, this Civil War is one that I will go and just watch. I mean, we're just arguing. So we're just arguing for the sake of arguing. I mean, I literally had it at four. You have it at three. That's pretty even. So <laughs> I just. This is another one of those where we have the same top like five, just different yeah. order, and we're arguing on what the order well, should and be. And why you're wrong. Correct. Uh, <laughs> number three for me is Spider Man No Way Home. Should it be higher? Yes. Will it ever be higher? No. <laughs> it's a great movie. Spider-Man, fantastic. But they do the other Spider-Man a little dirty in this movie. It's nice to see them come back, but it's also just a really sad reminder that Garfield didn't get to finish out his series because Amazing Spider-Man 2 was the worst comic book movie I've ever watched in my entire life. And I, I will have, disagree. And I have seen the 1994 Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> Okay. I have also seen the 1990 Captain America movie where he's in Italy. All right. I, and this I is still the, Garfield the worst Spider-Man. Spider-Man or worst comic book movie to date. Fight me. I will cuz I actually but really like Garfield. I feel like they were headed in a good direction with the character and they never got to finish it out. Tobey Maguire is the Spider-Man. Everybody will say it's Tom Holland because he's young and I get it. He's a good Spider-Man. He works in the MCU. My problem is he's an idiot. <laughs> he's an idiot and he's a terrible actual Spider-Man because making references to old movies does not correlate to what he's like in the comics. He works in the MCU, but he does not work as Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Peter Parker's a nerd. Right. Okay. I tangent here, real quick, about this movie. I was gonna say this is a hot take here. Right. <laughs> in the comics, and it always hasn't been this way, but the comic book that everybody knows, the comic Spider-Man and Peter Parker, everybody knows. Peter Parker's a nerd. Right. Mm -hmm. Gets picked on, has bullies, all this stuff. Super science nerd. Really smart. Spider-Man, alter ego. He's cocky. He's brash. He makes quips in the face of danger. He's unbeatable but also beatable he's not he's not superman but he's supposed to be a little like tough and a little egotistical and holland spider-man isn't that it doesn't even come close he feels like an idiot when he puts the suit on hey guys have you ever seen uh star wars you know like those everybody's seen star wars you freaking idiot are you kidding me with that right now that was one of the worst lines in Civil War. Also, how are you not pointing towards uh, several... Nick Fury and being like, hey, weren't you in those Star Wars movies? Yep. Like, I, I don't like when movies do that, first of all. But, like, it doesn't make sense. Why does he feel stupid when he puts the mask on? Mm -hmm. It bothers me. But this movie ranks high because Toby came back and Garfield came back. And the way they portrayed the villains coming from all those other movies worked really well for me and i love seeing the three spider-men interact but that's why it's not higher should it be higher because it's my favorite character yes but because it's tom holland's spider-man drops a few now does this movie work as a standalone or or do you have to watch literally every spider-man that comes before it to understand so. it i don't think so i think they do a good enough job of explaining who these other people are and where they came from that you can kind of connect it real quick. Because things that happen in this 
don't directly attach to the other movies. Do you know what I'm saying? Except they're Except for literally the whole at the point right before they die. No, I get that. But I'm talking about the other Spider-Man movies. They're not connected. And every time a villain shows up, it's all explained. They did a pretty good job. It just doesn't rank higher because it doesn't work on every level. Okay. Number two. What do you got? Avengers Infinity War. That is a fun movie with everyone coming together and fighting and hashing it out and doing their best and losing. And that is the part that gets me every time is that they lose so hard. That's so refreshing coming from a superhero movie. Like the superheroes win. That's just how that goes. They always triumph. They don't even lose. They get trounced. Like it's not even close. Like there's points where you're like, oh, hey. They're kind of got Thanos's no, Thanos is toying with them the entire time. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I, I, I agree. That's a, a great pick for a sequel. Yeah, oh, great yeah. pick. One one of the best. In fact, it's not my number two. <laughs> my number two is Captain America the Winter Soldier. Okay. Because this is where the MCU changed direction. And they went you don't know what, instead of giving you a superhero movie, we're going to give you a genre film and just put a superhero in it. They were like, we're going to give you an espionage movie. And Captain America just happens to be the main character. That was refreshing. Mm -hmm. And the action scenes were really good. But one problem I have, this is where that cutting action scenes to hell came from. There are moments in this movie where fights are happening and you're like, I don't know who's punching who and I don't think we're supposed to. (laughs) At some point, I'm pretty sure Bucky Barnes slash the Winter Soldier is just punching air, but Captain America's reacting to it five feet away because I just can't tell with the way it's all being cut. He's so strong that he creates a force with his punch and then he hits the air and that hits him over. Listen, he kamehameha'd him, okay? (laughs) Like, it's unbelievable the way this movie's cut. And that's why it can't be my number one. But the story, oh, is so good. And the acting is so good. Sebastian Stan is the Winter Soldier. Seriously. So, that's my number two. I already know your number one. Yeah. (laughs) So, tell me about your number one. Captain America Winter Soldier. Pretty much for every reason that you said, except I can totally get past the biting because it wasn't as choppy as I think you think it is. It's pretty choppy, but it, I, I could always tell what was happening. So tell, tell them what your real reasoning is. Go ahead. Oh, come on. I love Sebastian Stan. She is, Winter Soldier is my favorite. She is a Sebastian Stan Stan. Like... <laughs> I would fear for him if they were to ever meet. Oh, I'm not that bad. I know people that are that bad. I'm not that mm, bad. I don't know. This is your <laughs> number one sequel. You might be that bad. <laughs> I think he did a absolute perfect job being able to show those subtle emotions. And if you've listened to any of these podcasts before, you can know that is like my number one thing when looking at acting is when someone has a subtle emotion or subtly you can see things going on in their head. He doesn't have a subtle anything. 
He doesn't react crap. He doesn't remember anything. Then now you you're are stretching. not watching the you're movie. Stretching. You are not watching the movie close enough because you can see so much happening on his face that you wouldn't necessarily see unless you were actually watching the movie. I I mean it's my number 2, so like <laughs> I'm just trying to argue why it shouldn't be number 1. <laughs> I think it was such a good job having a not superhero movie but a superhero movie it was so good absolutely all right and you've already figured out my number one of course i did everybody's figured it out because it's the one i haven't said yet it's avengers infinity war listen i have one problem with infinity war and it's only a problem because i i want it to be but i make it makes sense why they did it (laughs) ending the movie with the snap and everybody turning to dust is not what I would have done. Okay. That's my one problem. What would you have done? I would have showed Thanos off doing his thing and... Being a farmer? Being a farmer. Where we start in Endgame is basically where I would have ended Infinity War. Okay. But that's just personal preference. Okay. That's just personal preference. Do you want to see him destroy the stones at the end of the movie? Yes. Like, I need that. I needed more than what they gave me at the end of Infinity War. And I know it doesn't end literally like he snaps, everybody turns to dust, and it's over. Yeah. Like, I get that. We get the little extra. We see him as a farmer. But I needed more of that. Like, give me a little bit more of what happened after the snap. And then when Endgame starts, it needs to be like, Thanos' head's chopped off. Next. Yeah. I could see having the stones be destroyed at the end because then it's really a downer. Like, really a downer. Like, those stones are gone and Thanos is laughing at you all. Yeah. But beyond what I want, this movie is great. Yeah. This movie connects everything that's come before it so well. Like you said earlier, I love that the heroes don't win because heroes will find a way to win. But it was heartbreaking when they didn't win. We all knew something more was coming. Like, Obviously. Y- y- don't. Don't kid yourself. We all knew something more was coming. And yet it still emotionally affected you to watch people. I know it affected you. <laughs> Sebastian Stan hit that ground, turned into dust. Steve. Yeah. What, <laughs> it's crazy. So to have that big of an impact on a movie you know is not actually the end. And the action was better. The story is great. And Thanos is one of the best villains that have has ever been put to screen in any movie. Because you can understand where he's coming from. Do I wish they would have led a little more into him? Being like... So, I don't know if you know, in the comic books, the reason he kills half the population is because he's trying to court Hela. Oh yeah, that's not in right? the movie He's trying to all. court death. Not Hela, I'm sorry. Scratch that. Lady he's Death. trying to court Lady Death. Yeah. And he thinks appeasing her by killing half the universe will win her favor. So I wish they would have done something more because I get it. People are like, well, he could have just made more production. But at the same time, I have to argue. That wouldn't have taught anybody a lesson. His goal was not just to wipe out half the universe so we could all thrive. Because he could have created more universes, more worlds, more produce, more everything. But we would have never learned our lesson and we would have kept reproducing and just came into the same problem again later can we just sidebar and say how he didn't fix the problem at all since killing half of life would mean killing half of like 
literally everything, including the food. So he kept the same ratio. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the point. He's teaching you all a lesson. He wasn't actually ever meant to be the good guy. He's the bad guy. But you can totally get on his side and be like, damn, is he right? Do we need to fix things? Should we? Should we be okay with this? <laughs> and the fact that the movie can do that is amazing. And it's Thanos' movie. Oh, it's yeah. not about the heroes. Nobody cares about the her heroes. We get a villain-centric movie. And it's amazing, and it can totally stand alone. Because if you end it with Thanos' win, I'm cool with that. Yeah, he just won. If you were like, hey, villain won, end of the MCU. All right. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> but I can see. Yeah. So that's why it's my number one. I like it. And one last little side note. Mm-hmm. To get all of those characters, like, it was impressive in Avengers 1, getting all the characters together and finding a way to tell a story where they all got screen time. Yeah. Avengers Age of Ultron, they upped it with a few more characters, and you were like, damn, that's impressive. Civil War, more characters. And you're like, damn, that's impressive. And then Infinity War was like, hold my beer. <laughs> Do you see every character that's ever existed? We're going to put them all in one movie, and we're going to handle it really well. And not all at the same time, like Endgame does. Yeah, doesn't they put them all... They're they all, literally have their own stories happening. They're all separate battles happening yeah. on different planets, and it's crazy good. Yeah. So that's why it's my number one. I like it. All right. So there's our list, guys, of ranking just MCU sequel films. Nothing more. Mm. Nothing less. Yep. But you know the drill. Come hit us up on all the socials. You got Twitter, does it hold up, one, three... You got Instagram, does it hold up, one, three. TikTok, does it hold up, underscore between each word. Facebook and YouTube, does it hold up. If you're not sure it's us, always look for the profile pic. We use the same picture for everything so that you know it's us. Come follow us, like, share, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do. We'll, we really appreciate it. You get a lot of good content. We're creating more content. We just started over on YouTube a review series. As we see new movies, we're going to be reviewing them, and we're going to try to keep them short. I know sometimes listening to like a 25-minute review is hard, and they give away a lot of stuff. We're trying to keep ours simple and just give you a breakdown real quick of the goods, the bads, and why you should see it or not see it. So come check those out, especially if you're like, I don't know if I want to see this new movie. If we got a review for it, you'll probably like it. In the meantime, though, what should they keep doing? Keep watching movies. Bye.